Welcome to Start to Finish, the XRTZO podcast, where we explore the scriptures to prepare and equip real people for real purpose. Here's your host, Dr. Christopher Romano. Hey, everybody, Chris here from the Start to Finish podcast. Thanks so much for joining me on today's episode. I think we have a great episode lined up in the midst of our series on hearing God the presence of God, that's kind of our umbrella theme is the presence of God, but we've been focusing uh, the last several episodes on the importance of hearing God. We're going to continue that here in a moment. I hope you're having a great week. I I hope you've been walking through uh, whatever you're experiencing in life with a heavenly perspective, with a mind that uh, understands that God is for you. And if he's for you, uh, who could be against you? What could be against you? Uh, that nothing will separate you from the love of God that's in Christ Jesus. All these wonderful truths, all these wonderful promises. Uh, but, you know, I was reading through Colossians recently, and I love the book of Colossians in general, but when you get to chapter three, chapter three has a special place in my heart because it places such an uh, important emphasis on the renewed mind, which, which for me is, I think, one of the most important goals of every day is to have our minds renewed by the word of God, by the spirit of God. And Paul talks in Colossians 3 about the importance of seeking things above in contrast to seeking things that are below. He says, set your mind on things that are above, not on things that are below. Why? Because you've been raised with Christ, right? So in our redemption, we have access to the mind of Christ. We have access to thinking like Jesus thought because the spirit of God, the same spirit that that lived and led Jesus during his three and a half years of ministry on the earth, that same spirit lives on the inside of us. And so um, obviously we're not Jesus. Obviously, you know, um, we are we are human beings, but we do have the capacity because our spirit has been regenerated to think like he would think. And so when we experience things, whether it's the highs or lows, um, we can process it all with the mind of Christ. And so hopefully you've been doing that and, 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 and hopefully this podcast has been an aid and a guide in helping you to do so. Um, that's, that's the goal uh, that, that, I, that I've set for our episodes, training, equipping, preparing real people for real purposes. It's all about getting the word of God in you so that you can live your life in a way where the word is, is ultimately your filter for everything that that ultimately the truth is the set of lenses that you that you look at life uh in and 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 the perceptions that you have are based upon you know how Jesus would see your situation or how Jesus would see another person or how Jesus would see you know uh every circumstance that you do experience while you're here on the earth so so seek things that are above Set your mind on things that are above. It's not easy. It's a lot easier to just allow your flesh to rule, allow your your carnal mind to kind of be in control. It's easier to, you know, just kind of react to situations instead of responding the way that God wants us to, the way that Jesus would would, would if he was here on the earth. So as we uh, move forward today, in uh, in our in our look at the importance of of hearing God and 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 uh, knowing how important accessing the presence of God is, I want to start with Psalm eighty one. So we're just going to read a few verses here 
in Psalm 81, uh, starting in verse 8. It's actually a, a fairly sad uh, state of affairs that really, I mean, for the most part, sums up most of Israel's history and their relationship with God because as you're going to as you're going to hear or as you're following along in your Bible Israel just would simply not listen to God. And so in Psalm 81 verse 8 the Bible reads like this, "Hear, O my people, and I will admonish you, O Israel, if you will listen to me. There shall be no foreign god among you, nor shall you worship any foreign god." I am the Lord, your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt. Open your mouth wide and I will fill it. But my people, this is verse 11, but my people would not heed my voice and Israel would have none of me. So I gave them over to their own stubborn heart to walk in their own counsels. Oh, that my people would listen to me, that Israel would walk in my ways. I would soon subdue their enemies and turn my hand against their adversaries. Oh, how riveting that is. How, I guess in one way, truly tragic that is. Because what you hear in verse 8 is the heart of a father who knows what's best for his children. He says, hear, O my people, and I will admonish you. O Israel, if you will listen to me. How passionate God is for his people to hear his voice. Now, let me ask you a question. Do you think for one second that this desire has changed? Absolutely not. That's God's desire uh, for now, as much as it was his desire then. He wants his children. He wants the people that he is in covenant relationship with to listen, to heed his wisdom, to, um, to, to incline to his voice, to not have any of these foreign gods among you so that there becomes competing voices for our attention. Why? Because he's the Lord, our God. He's the one who has redeemed us. Just like he brought Israel out of the land of Egypt and blessed them and gave them a, a new name, uh, obviously established a, a, a new nation. He, 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 he cared for them. He provided for them. And he does the same thing for us in our relationship with him through his son, Jesus Christ. Um, he says, open your mouth wide and I'm going to fill it. I love thinking about that reality because when we respond in humility and in childlike trust, God is, as a father, takes really, really good, good care of us. But he goes on to say, the psalmist goes on to say, um, speaking for God, you know, my people just simply would not listen. Uh, and I, obviously, if you know the history of God's people, God would raise up leaders to speak on his behalf. Um, God would raise up prophets to speak on his behalf. He would send forth messages of, 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 of warning, obviously in love, but they would not heed it. And it says here in verse 11, Israel would have none of me. So by consequence, God gave them over to their stubborn heart and walked in their own counsels. Now, we have to understand, I think this passage is, is really a clarion call for us to not only kind of stand to attention in our day and age and realize how important it is to listen to God, how important it is to hear God, um, but we have to, first of all, come back to that 
the ever constant truth that God wants to speak to us and that God wants to communicate his, his truth. He wants to reveal himself to us. He wants us to know him. He wants us to know his word. He wants us to know his ways. He wants us to know his will. He wants us to walk with him. You know, there's a difference between walking with God and working for God. And, and I think all of us who have been in ministry or are in ministry, we, 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 we feel this tension sometimes where it's so easy to just work for God, like we're his employee, like he's our boss. Uh, it leads quickly to a sense of, of obligation where we kind of look like, uh, look at things as a job or, or as a vocation. And in those kinds of contexts, what we are, we're not sons, we're servants, but God wants sons. That's what he, he sent Jesus for was to redeem a family. Uh, so that we can, we, 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 he can, he can, um, bring back sons and daughters into his family. And we can experience the depths of intimacy and relationship, have fellowship, have communion, uh, have partnership, which is, of course, is what always God has desired from the beginning is to have partnership in the context of, of family. That's sons walk with God. I mean, sons are in relationship with God. And that's what God wants. He wants us to walk with him, not just work for him, but us to know his heart so that we can carry his heart into the various spheres of influence that he has placed us in within his kingdom. And so, of course, it starts with hearing God. And so what we're going to get into right now is how did God speak in the scriptures? How did he speak in the Bible? And then how does he speak now? Is there a difference? Well, we're going to contrast and we're going to compare that in today's episode. Let's start by reading Hebrews chapter 1 and verse 1. God, who at various times and in various ways spoke in time past to the fathers by the prophets. Well, the author of Hebrews here is clearly advocating for the fact that in the Old Testament, which is obviously the era that preceded the coming of Jesus and eventually the coming of the church, uh, that God spoke in different kinds of ways. And if we did a survey of the Old Testament, uh, and, and really even in the New Testament, we find that God speaks in lots of different ways. Now, what are some of those ways? Well, I'm not going to give you an exhaustive or exclusive list, but I'm going to give you a primary list, uh, kind of a bird's eye view of the ways in which God communicated to people. So, uh, I'm going to go through these kind of fast. I'll, I'll, I'll give some more detail on some than others, but these are the ways in which God spoke in the biblical record. Number one, uh, he spoke by direct revelation. We see this in Genesis chapter 12 when God reveals himself. He communicates uh, to Abram at that time, uh, and he calls Abram to leave his father's house, uh, to, to go into a land that is unfamiliar uh, that Abraham was, was, was certainly, uh, that was unknown to Abraham. Uh, and that if Abraham will be faithful and loyal, that God would bless him. He would bless his family. And he goes on to say, I'm going to bless those who bless you. I'm going to bless uh, those who bless your family. And I'm going to curse those who curse you. 
but that eventually all of the nations are going to be blessed through your offspring. And that, that, that offspring uh, prediction or promise is, is ultimately fulfilled in the ministry of Jesus, the Messiah. So how did God speak to Abraham? Well, we don't really know, but we do know that he directly revealed his will for Abraham. Uh, how do we know that? Well, um, Abraham heard it and Abraham believed it. In fact, in a few uh, chapters later in the narrative, Genesis chapter 15 and verse 6, the Bible records that Abraham believed God and God accounted it to him, his, his faith, as righteousness. So obviously, Abraham was able to understand whatever the word of God is or however the word of God came. He was able to understand it and place his faith in it. And so direct revelation is one way that God spoke. Another way that God spoke, and this is a frequent way throughout the record of scripture, is that he spoke through visions and dreams. Now, I love this because when God speaks through visions and dreams, uh, and this is both then and and even now, um, he's bypassing a person's consciousness, right? He's bypassing our minds when we're alert, when we're aware, um, and, and, I, and, I, and, I, and I think he does this because when we are conscious, um, we're so prone to distraction. We're so prone to wandering. We're so prone to disobedience. We're so prone to listen to other voices. And so through visions and dreams, God's able to bypass our conscious mind and get his point across to us. And he does that throughout the scriptures to, uh, in dreams while people are sleeping, in visions while people are awake. Another way that God spoke in the Old Testament, or as the author Hebrews says, in time past, was through angels. Now, angels are or were messengers, and God spoke through angels. I'm thinking about the angel of the Lord, the angel of Yahweh in the Old Testament, where he frequently appears and he speaks to particular people at particular time for particular purposes. Or in the New Testament, where Gabriel will surface and he will appear to Mary and he will announce to her that she will be the bearer of the Christ child. And then later on, uh, Gabriel will speak to Joseph and basically confirm to him what he spoke to Mary. But angels were messengers. They were, they were spokesmen of God and very similar to prophets. The difference being, of course, angels were spiritual beings. Um, prophets are human beings. And yet their, their function or their purpose was, was, was the same. They were to bring forth messages from God. Now, speaking of prophets, prophets were spiritual leaders uh, in uh, the nation of Israel and even before the nation of Israel. But prophets were to bring forth messages from God to his people. And oftentimes those messages were calls to repentance, um, announcements of impending danger, disaster, and judgment. Uh, if Israel failed to repent, God was going to, God was going to bring judgment. And of course he does. And he did, uh, when, when Israel persists in their disobedience and in their idolatrous ways, they'll eventually end up in exile just as God promised. Well, well, those promises come in the form of messages from the prophets. And it just called to mind that if you study the messages of the prophets, they're not all gloom and doom. Uh, there's lots of messages of hope and light. There's messianic prophecies that speak of the coming of Jesus. Even some, even some prophecies that speak of the second coming of Jesus. So it's not, it's not all, 
it's not all bleak. It's not all, um, you know, depressing. Uh, there are certainly messages that inspire and messages that give hope. Um, so, uh, just that's kind of a sidebar there, but, um, prophets were spiritual leaders. They were spokespeople from their, their spokesmen from God, um, to the people. Now, uh, another group of people that, that kind of played the same role in the new Testament were apostles. Apostles were, by definition, sent ones. They were those who were called to advance God's kingdom, uh, build churches, build local communities in, in various places, right? Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, the ends of the earth. They were called to do so. Um, and yet they were authority figures that when they spoke, it was as if God spoke. Or when they spoke, it was as if Jesus spoke. And so the people heeded them. The first followers of Jesus, uh, they would heed the words of the apostles. So uh, God uses spiritual leadership, spiritual authority in the Bible to communicate. Now, we can't talk about the New Testament without talking about the fact that God, of course, spoke through his son, Jesus. That's what Hebrews chapter 1 and verse 2 says, right? We read Hebrews 1 verse 1. Uh, in verse 2, it says that God has in these last days spoken to us by his son. Now, last days uh, are basically uh, defined by the first arrival of Jesus to the second arrival of Jesus, okay? That's how you understand what last days mean. So we're still living in the last days, just as uh, you know the, the author of the, the book of Hebrews here and his generation were living in the last days. We're still living in the last days because the return of Christ hasn't happened yet. But of course, God spoke through Jesus. Of course, Jesus is the word of God. He's the voice of God. He's what God has to say. And just as the first century church was to heed the words of Jesus, we are to heed the words of our King and Savior, Jesus. Uh, the Bible also shows that God spoke through the Holy Spirit. Lots of different ways. I mean, Jesus announced this in uh, John chapter 16, where he said that... Um, it was better that he would go away so that the Holy Spirit would come, the comforter, the helper. Uh, he also describes him as the spirit of truth who would lead followers of Christ uh, to the truth and guide them into the truth. And there's a lot more to say about the Holy Spirit and his speaking, revealing, communicating ministry. Uh, but uh, the bottom line is that God uses the Holy Spirit in the scripture to speak, communicate to people. Finally, the final way that God communicates to people uh, in the Bible is through the word of God or through the Bible, through the written scripture. Now, of course, in the, in the when you read the biblical record, like for instance, when you read the New Testament, they didn't have a Bible. They had uh, the words of Jesus circulated. They had the words of the apostle circulated, uh, you know, in the churches, but they didn't have an actual Bible. So when I say he spoke through the word of God or the Bible, I'm saying he spoke through what would eventually become known as the Bible, right? He spoke through the written scriptures. That was all the way back in when God instructed Moses to begin to write down his words, his commands, um, his instruction. Uh, that's how we get the, the first five books of Moses, the Torah, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and then Deuteronomy. And so from there, all throughout um, God's dealings with people to the culmination of the last book of the New Testament, which is the book of Revelation, when John writes the vision that God gives him on the island of Patmos. 
most people agreed that's the last book that's recorded in the, in the canon of Scripture. So from Moses' writings to John's writings, uh, we see God using the written Scripture to speaking to communicate to people. Well, that's how God spoke in the biblical record. But how about now? How does God speak now? And I think you'll find a lot of crossover, a lot of similarities. Uh, but I do want to start by saying that, you know, a lot like what we just mentioned, it's, this is not an exhaustive list. I mean, there's lots of different ways that we can we can talk about as far as how does God communicate to us in, in the era that we live in now. Um, so it's not an exhaustive, not an exclusive list, but again, a primary one uh, that, that if you grab a hold of them, then you'll be putting yourself in a position, a better position to actually hear God's voice and hear God speak to you. So the first way is the most obvious way, one that we've been actually alluding to time and time again in the last few episodes, and that is through the Bible. The primary way that God speaks to us now is through the Bible. Listen, every time you read the Bible, you are reading the word of God. That's right. God is speaking to you in some kind of way. Every time you open up scripture, every time you, uh, you turn on your, your uh, tablet and, uh, you, or you, you open up your phone and you, and you open up an app, a Bible app, and the word of God comes forth. When you do so, God is speaking to you in some kind of way. The scriptures are the very voice of God. The scriptures are the very breath of God. That's what Paul was trying to get across in 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 16 when he said all scripture is inspired by God. That word inspired literally means to be God breathed. God breathes out his word through the scriptures. So, you know, when you read the word, it's our chief reference point to hear his voice. God speaks to us through his word. John Piper said this. He said, the Bible is the very voice of God. By this voice, he speaks with absolute truth and personal force. By this voice, he reveals his all-surpassing beauty. Oh, yes, he does. By this voice, he reveals the deepest secrets of our hearts. You know, it's not just that we read the Bible, but it's also that the Bible reads us. Piper goes on to say, no voice anywhere, anytime can reach us as deep or lift us as high or carry us as far as the voice of God that we hear in the Bible. You know, one of the biggest mistakes we make or that people make is they, they approach the Bible as just some kind of objective manual for um, morality or for right and wrong. And yet the Bible is so much more. The Bible is in fact, I know this is an overused cliche, but the Bible is in fact a love letter, right? It's a means of communication from a father who loves his children. And he loves us so much that he gives us his word so that we can hear his voice. Wow. That is so powerful. All right. So again, every time you read the Bible from this podcast forward, you're giving yourself an opportunity to hear God's voice. Now, another way that God speaks to us in addition to the scripture is by his spirit. Now, we mentioned that God spoke in the New Testament uh, through his spirit. Well, God speaks to us now through his spirit. The spirit of God, remember, leads 
and guides into all truth. And he's the author of the written word of God. He's also the author of the rhema word of God, the logos of God, the written word of God, and the rhema or the spoken revealed word of God. What a gift the Holy Spirit is. He's our helper. He's our comforter. And it's just no wonder that Satan tries to minimize the significance of the gift that the Holy Spirit is, or how often the Holy Spirit has been um, confused. Uh, There's so much controversy surrounding the Holy Spirit where some churches don't even want to entertain the presence and the arrival, the ministry of the Holy Spirit. And it's such a tragedy because God speaks to us through the Holy Spirit, right? The Holy Spirit is not only our personal teacher, as Jesus said he is in John 16, but he's also our personal tutor. He's our teacher and he's our tutor. And as our tutor, he instructs us. He cares for us. He guides us. You know, he speaks to us, um, you know, in, in, in very specific ways. If we're listening, if we have an ear to hear, he will reveal himself to us. And he also reveals, and I'm just going to give you a, a couple of very specific things. He also will reveal to us what God is like, what the Father is like, what the Son is like, obviously what the ongoing ministry of the Spirit is like, but his nature, his character. The Holy Spirit will teach us through the Word of God, uh, but also to our spirit, um, what God is like. And not only that, but he also teaches us about what we are like. He teaches us about who we are uh, as new creations, as a result of the finished work of Jesus, who we have become. We're new creations. Second Corinthians 5 talked about this. Undoubtedly, you're familiar with that verse uh, where Paul says that if any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. So he teaches us about God. He teaches us about, our, about ourselves. He also teaches us about all of the benefits of being a believer in Jesus, right? We have a benefit package. Um, you know, uh, the psalmist talks about that. You know, forget not his benefits. Well, we are rich towards God because of all that Jesus has done for us. Um, you know, you think about our inheritance in Christ. You think about the spiritual riches that we possess. Ephesians 1 talks about how we've been blessed with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ, how we are chosen, how we are loved, how we are adopted, how we are redeemed and we're forgiven and on and on and on and on. Uh, Because why? We're children of God. We're heirs of God, right? That's what Romans 8 verses 14 to 17 speak about. Because we're children of God, we can cry out, Abba, Father. Because we're heirs of God, we have a right to the treasury chest that belongs to the Father. So, Holy Spirit, just as God speaks to us in Scripture, the Holy Spirit speaks to us through the Holy Spirit. Um, another real predominant way that God speaks to us now is through other people. Yeah, just as the Holy Spirit speaks to us, uh, or I'm sorry, guides us into all truth, um, other people will as well. Think about this. How were you first led to believe in Jesus? Well, for most of us, we had an evangelist. My evangelist happened to be my future wife. Uh, that's a whole nother story for a whole nother time. Uh, but you know, for most of you, someone led you 
to hear Jesus. Someone led you to hear the gospel. Someone led you to hear Jesus say, come unto me, all who are weary and heavy laden. I'll give you rest for your soul. Someone led you to the place to to know that salvation is a free gift. It's by grace, by God's grace, through your faith. Someone introduced you to that. And whether they just brought you to church so you could hear a preacher preach it, or they brought you to a to a, to a church service and you were in an environment of worship where the word of God was sung and God was praised and God was worshiped. However that took place, um, you know, God used people uh, in a very instrumental way to communicate to your life and to your heart. And finally, and I say finally, uh, please hear my heart. Not This is not exclusive. There are so many other ways. But finally, for today's episode, another way that God speaks to us now in this era is through circumstances, right? Whatever you're going through right now is an avenue through which God can and will speak to you. Now, the question is, are you listening? Because oftentimes circumstances have voices of their own. And, and if we're honest, it's usually negative. I was just sharing this with a group uh, uh, that, that um, in a Bible study that, that I lead uh, here in Central Florida. And I said to the men, I said, you know, uh, the Cleveland Clinic did a recent uh, survey and they came out with uh, a recent study and they, and they came out with the fact that on average, uh, people have 60,000 thoughts a day. Think about that. 60,000 thoughts a day. Well, what's what's even more alarming than the fact that you think 60,000 different thoughts in, in the course of a day is that 80% of them they found are negative. 80% of the 60,000 thoughts, that's pretty much overwhelming, right? Are negative. Now that's, man, I think about that, right? I'm thinking about that and I'm thinking negative. <laughs> so just confirming that particular study. But uh, the fact is that, you know, when we go through circumstances, and I'm talking about difficult ones, I'm talking about you know situations that are, that are that are really challenging. Um, God wants to speak to us, and He doesn't want to speak negative. He wants to speak truth. He wants to speak reality, but He also wants to speak how He can use those moments to lead us closer and closer to Himself. And you know, circumstances are ways in which. If we're sensitive to, we'll, we'll 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 see God leading us through those circumstances to hear His voice, to direct us to the right places, to lead us away from the wrong places. But no, on, on no doubt, you know, when we find ourselves stuck in stuff, God wants to speak. God wants to reveal. God wants to communicate. I love talking about the ways in which God speaks, the way he spoke in the Bible, the way he speaks now. It just it just reminds me of how personal he is. It just, you know, even just going through this last um, lesson, it just reminds me of how much God cares about me, right? When you care about someone, you want to communicate with them. You want to make um, yourself known to them. You want to reveal yourself to them. And that's that's what God does, right? He's a relational God. He's a God who loves us. 
He's a God who wants to speak to us. He's a God who is speaking to us. And so my counsel to you as we close this episode out is don't complicate it so much. Oftentimes when, when the theme of God's speaking or the theme of God's voice comes up, it, it just gets so muddled and messy and complicated. And I, I want to encourage you to just keep it simple. Well, how do you do that? Well, first of all, just submit to the truth that God speaks. Submit to the truth that God loves you. Submit to the fact that God wants to draw you in to these various places, right? To his word, which is the chief reference point of his voice. To the teachings of Jesus, right? To the teachings of the apostles. Um, to a relationship with the Holy Spirit. Uh, you know, to see circumstances uh, as ways in which God speaks. To understand that he leads us to come alongside of it and build relationships with people so that you know, people are ways in which God communicates himself too. Just keep it simple and submit to these realities. Another way, and and and, and goodness, I, I could go on and on about other different ways, but another way to just keep it simple is this, resist the enemy, all right? Resist him. Now, that's what James 4 and verse 7 says. Submit to God, resist the enemy, he will flee. Silence the accuser of the brethren. Silence the enemy of your soul by standing firm on the truth of God, that he loves you, that he's speaking to you, that he will speak to you um, because he is a personal God. And he's the voice you're going to listen to, right? When Jesus talked about uh, him being the good shepherd, he said, my sheep hear my voice and the voice of a stranger they will not listen to. Don't listen to the voice of the enemy. Don't listen to the voice of the stranger. Choose to listen to God. Again, by going over these various ways in which God speaks to us, you can be sure that God will communicate himself to you and you can be confident that you can hear him as he reveals. Let's pray. Father, thank you for today's teaching. Thank you for all the lessons that we learned about the ways in which you spoke in time past, the ways in which you speak now. I pray that they fell on good ground, good soil of our hearts that will produce a crop 30, 60, 100 fold. We love you so much. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Well, that's gonna do it for today's episode of the Start to Finish podcast. Guys, thanks so much for tuning in to another episode. You can look forward to next week's teaching as well as we continue our, our study of hearing God and the presence of God. Hey, listen, if you have not already, please subscribe, follow the show, leave a rating, leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Email me, chris at vcbcs.org, chris at vcbcs.org. Love to have you drop me a line. Tell me how the podcast is blessing you. Tell me how the podcast is benefiting you. Uh, It's always an encouragement uh, to me and to, to my team who is helping me to get these messages uh, to you. So until next time, be well, be safe, be blessed, be healthy, uh, incline your ear to hear the word of God in scripture, by the spirit, through other people, and through every circumstance you find yourself in. Guys, I will see you again real soon.